Jesuits of Canada and the United States. This is AMDG, and I'm Eric Clayton. One of my priorities as a parent tasked with passing on the Catholic faith is to help my daughters expand their own religious imaginations. Can they see themselves in the story? Can they dream big and allow God to meet them in that space? Can they learn to ask questions that matter? It's not always easy, though, to find children's books that do this, that cultivate a religious imagination in a playful, accessible, engaging way. And then I stumbled upon Audacious Ignatius, uh, the first book by our guests today, brother and sister team Paul Mitchell and Katie Broussard. Paul writes and Katie illustrates. And the result, at least in the first book on our friend Ignatius, was delightful. My girls now have begun to develop a deep love and interest in this saint, and a curiosity for others. So I was pretty excited when I learned that Paul and Katie were at work on a new Ignatian book, the Examine book. And that's where our conversation picks up today. We talk about the book itself, the process of writing and illustrating for children, but also the stakes at play, why it matters that we do this work for our kids. A little more about Paul and Katie. Paul cares full-time for his young sons and writes in the service of lay formation. He taught in Uganda, Chicago, Boston, and Egypt, and studied theology at the University of Notre Dame and the Boston College School of Theology and Ministry. Katie is an award-winning illustrator of The Examined Book, Audacious Ignatius, Soren Starts a School, and I'm a Saint in the Making. You'll definitely want to check out the links in the show notes. Find out where you can get copies of The Examined Book and more, uh, get on Paul's blog, and check out Katie's other projects. And don't forget, Christmas is coming. A little Ignatian spirituality makes a great stocking stuffer. Now, here's our conversation. Katie Broussard, Paul Mitchell, welcome to AMDG. We're glad to have you guys today. Hey, thanks, Eric. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to talk about um, this new book that you have released, great for uh, Ignatian audiences and Ignatian parents uh, in particular, um, all about the examine. So why don't we start uh, by just tell us, tell us what is this book? Why, why did you want to write it? Yeah, so our first book, Audacious Ignatius, uh, it sort of ends with this turn to the reader, right, of uh, you know, if, if you, like our hero, learn how to pray, plans to, to live from deep love will come right your way. And and we thought that you know next it would be it would be a great challenge to kind of dive into this examine uh, you know and teach um, you know parents and and young people how to hold this space uh, to, and pray the examine. It's something we both taught as uh, Jesuit educators um, in Chicago, um, and yeah, it was a it was a great challenge. We loved writing it. I bet there were uh, unique challenges to illustrating um, a prayer that takes place mostly, you know, in your mind, right, Katie? Is there any uh, any insights you have as as the one responsible for all the awesome images? Oh, thank you. You know, it really was a challenge. Um, it was uh, so fun to illustrate, but also the challenge was that the story is a different story every day. It's not like illustrating the story of St. Ignatius's life where like each time it's, you know, the same story, but uh, the story is just whatever happened to you today. So it's different for each person each day. So I really tried to um, show a lot of different feelings and experiences uh, just to sort of 
get ideas going uh, for readers of what they might have encountered during the day. And then also kind of alternate those like action packed idea generating scenes with more minimal scenes that felt more meditative to me, just to give the reader space to reflect on whatever was coming up for them and kind of be respectful of their own prayer time. Yeah, I like that. I like, um, I like to kind of going off Paul, what you said, uh, that the examined book is in so many ways, a, you know, a sequel to Audacious Ignatius, which is for readers who don't know is a, is a great, um, a great book uh, all about the life of Ignatius with a really fantastic uh, rhyming, rhyming scheme, right? Um, but, uh, you know, and I think that's, you know, a lot of ways kind of like the Ignatian legacy, right? You know, we take the, the person of St. Ignatius, and then we learn and then we do it. So, you know, you both are parents, and this is a kids, these are kids' books, right? So what has it been like thinking about taking that legacy of Ignatius and, um, and, and, and you know, bringing it down to the level of, of, of young people that they can really kind of, you know, uh, sink their teeth into? Oh, man. It, yeah. Yeah, it was really humbling <laughs> to, to think about, like, all right, like, these are the words that people are going to be saying when they learn how to do this. So it was... It was sort of like this awesome, awesome responsibility. Um, yeah, like Katie was saying, we wanted the both the words and the pictures to be sort of generative and not like didactic, because again, the story is the person's story. And you know, in Ignatian spirituality, you know, we're taught that the the creator deals directly with the creature, and so you know, we would talk you know, through the process of writing this book. All right. So like, what will do that? What will do that? Like, what will help the, you know, the creature get in touch with the creator, like with the, be in touch with the sacramentality of their lives. And it's, it, it was really intimidating, you know, because we want this for our own children. We want them to, you know, experience themselves as wildly loved by a God who is love in the particularity of their lives. And we want that for, you know, the company that they will grow up with, you know, in the church. Um, and so, you know, we talked about these high level goals and then we would jump into the, you know, the daily, you know, the daily uh, decisions of, okay, this word or that word, this word or that word, you know, and, and um, it's really a joy to work with, with Katie. We really have a muscle memory built up from the other books that we've, we've written, but also just a lifetime of, you know, talking about who's going to do the dishes and all this other stuff that we, uh, you know, we've just known each other for, well, our whole lives. Uh, so um, a long yeah. time negotiating uh, <laughs> tasks and chores. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm just so grateful for for that muscle memory. And like she's, you know, in on the conversation about words and really invites me into the conversation about the, the um, images. So it's not a typical process um, of of creating a book, but I, we think it it generates a really coherent uh, um, coherent whole. Yeah, it feels like a package. You know, it feels like it's it's um, you know this is you know one as you're as you're describing like one single kind of prayer piece uh, for for kids. Katie, any any reflections um, from you on that uh, on that question? Yeah, a couple things. Um, I would say that you know, like you say, as a parent, I just sort of noticed. Um, that in our own family prayer, we already had this practice of um, looking back in gratitude at the end of the day, you know, sort of like what happened today, what are you thankful for type of thing. 
And I just realized that we had this opportunity as a family to kind of dig deeper into Ignatian spirituality um, because we were already doing one of the first steps of the exam together. Right. <laughs> you know, we, we already looked back in gratitude. Let's just keep going here. Um, <laughs> but it was surprisingly, and as Paul says, humblingly hard to explain it to my kids. Like they were like, no, I did not see God today. Like <laughs> I went to the playground and Costco, like <laughs> I'll definitely let you know if I saw the creator of the universe today. <laughs> God does not linger in Costco as we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope, did not do that. Okay, moving on. Um, so, but like I was trying to explain like, no, like uh, maybe Paul can explain this. <laughs> um, but it really, the book has helped us so much um, just to kind of take that next step of, you know, gratitude and then also looking for God in our day and then using that to look ahead and see where God is leading us. And I just, I love being able to kind of like have that framework for the exam in prayer. Um, and, you know, I, I love hearing Paul talk about wrestling with the words because um, I'm just enjoying them so much now myself. I have a practice of the exam in um, you know, just on my own as well. And this book, the words are just so beautiful. It has really changed the way that I pray the exam in myself and just sort of like unlocked some layers and insights of like, oh, okay, like that's why I'm doing this step. Like it, it, it just has sort of added some context for me that has um, been really helpful. So it's a book for for families and and for adults i think it honestly the well thanks for that saying that katie um it, honestly it it added depth to my practice of the examine also like when they when loyal press asked us like all right we're gonna you know break it down into steps so we can you know put it in the front cover of the book you know and i you know i thought again about the process and articulating it really reformed kind of the, my step one, right? Which is, you know, if, you know, we're in elementary school, they would say, you know, put yourself in the presence of God, which, um, which that's hard to do first, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, a sense that I'm loved. Also, if I really get down to it, you know, it's like a debilitating sense of awe, right? <laughs> but, um, so like the, the first, the first step was, um, you know, as we articulated in the book, uh, you know, pray for the grace to see clearly, consider my life truthfully, right? Like so much of how I see my life is, you know, through the lens of, you know, my ego or self-importance or like all this other, all this other garbage that I layer onto it. But no, like, as I start this prayer, let all of that go away and let me share God's desire for my life. What God desires for my life, I want to share that. Um, and there's, we actually cooked kind of a, a preamble you know, before the actual steps of the examine, um, into it that really frames God as a God of love. Like this is, this is the main thing that I wanted to get across in the words, um, because I just don't know, like as a, as a former teacher, as a former Jesuit educator, it became so clear and so sad that like that this is not the reality of many folks like a god of love isn't 
what they think of when they think of God. And so there are some, there are, you know, three or four stanzas that really ground that reality. Um, and we had a, we had a feedbacker that said, Hey, let's, you know, let's get back. Let's get into the, uh, the steps of the exam. And like, why are we, why the preamble? But, um, but we kept it, we kept it. And we think it is really, really working. So I just really love, I'm going to read a little bit from the book here of a part that has been really helpful for me. Um, And it's repeated a few times in the book, but it says, for the goal of our life is always to be open to God's tender love. So then might we go love the world with a heart full and free. And it just, it's such a great way to begin and end the prayer. And it kind of reminds me of the first principle and foundation as well, which I just love. And uh yeah, like like you say, Paula, just it really grounds it in a, a God of love. Yeah, we we try to we try to bake as much Ignatian spirituality and, and Ignatian charism as we can in there. And that yeah, we you know, three times the that is the first principle and foundation uh, stanza. Try to distill it down as much as we could. Um, and so uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully folks will uh, recognize the depth of that. Yeah, I do love and, and it's, it's true in Ignatius Ignatius as well that there's. Um, and I think you say somewhere else, Paul, I think in another uh, interview about how, um, you, you know, there, there's there's things there for, for Ignatian practitioners of all ages. Uh, you know, if, if you if you kind of are familiar with it, you're going to see the depth. And if you're if you're new to it, um, you know, it's it's a great introduction. And and, um, and you slowly kind of, you know, uh, kind of swim deeper in the Ignatian waters. I wonder if we can talk a little bit about again, you, you're, you're both parents, you're both uh, invested in um, educating your children and informing your children in, um, you know, a tradition of, you know, where God is love. Um, so I'm wondering how, how that, uh, is informed by maybe your own childhood, you know, together were, were you, um, you know, were you Ignatian, uh, folks from the get-go or, or did you kind of come to this, um, realization that, oh, like this is, this is the God I now know and love, and this is the God I want to pass on to my children. When did that happen? How did that happen? Did it happen together? Yeah, a couple of things come to mind. I think um, one is our Catholic education. We were uh, blessed to be educated in Catholic schools, and we were educated by, all right, tell me if I miss anything here, Paul, (laughs) but um, Franciscans, Dominicans, Oblates of St. Francis de Sales, and Holy Cross, at Notre Dame, <laughs> and wow. so, I think, so with the with the free space in the bingo card, that's a that's a bingo, right? Yeah, right. Bingo, <laughs> yeah, we win. <laughs> um, and so I think just being exposed to all of these different beautiful charisms and the stories of their founders, I think, kind of set the stage for us a little bit. Um, and also, just our parents um, took their own faith journey very seriously. Um, I mean, they definitely, you know, had us pray together as a family. Um, but I could tell just in observing them that they like made time to go to spiritual direction, made time to do a retreat for themselves. And just, I think that was really formative, even more than what they said to me was just observing like, oh, okay, like, that's something the grownups do like, that's important. Yeah, certainly. One thing that I would add about the you know, the quality of the space that our parents held for us was it was it was sort of like what we hoped for this book. It was like a generative space 
but not an overly didactic one, right? It was one where, you know, religious practice was um, like clearly observed and valued. Um, and, you know, we were given our own space to live into it. Uh, you know, the gift of Catholic education, all those beautiful charisms, um, great teachers. Um, and um, yeah, it was, it's a, it was a profound gift. Uh, yeah. But then we did encounter the Jesuits a little later. Just, <laughs> it's I think true. You also asked this. <laughs> um, I first encountered the Jesuits when I became a teacher. Uh, so I did, um, the ACE program at Notre Dame and then got a job at Cristo Rey Jesuit High School in Chicago. And part of our like new faculty training, um, as anyone knows who works at a Jesuit school, is that you learn about the life of St. Ignatius of Loyola and um, the cannonball and you learn about, uh, you know, the spiritual exercises. I had the opportunity to do the 19th annotation um, as a teacher there. And so as faculty, I really learned about Ignatian spirituality and really fell in love with it. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I, um, you know, I'm always struck by, you know, as a parent myself, right? Like at, at this point, I'm not as worried about like the, like the, you know, the, the, the key dates and like the hows and what's and stuff of, of, of the faith, but how are we, you know, cultivating this religious imagination um, in, in kids that, that they are then receptive to the relationship of a God who is love. And I feel like that's, you know, so much of what your book, um, what really both your books do, I confess, I've not read the Notre Dame one, so I, I know I'll, now <laughs> we'll I'll send it to you. of all the, no, they, oh yeah, I mean, I, I love free books. Um, I know, so now all the Notre Dame folks can uh, at me on uh, Twitter or whatever, but, um, but, but I feel like that's so important, um, in, in the books that you're writing. So how do you how do you do that, both through your, your writing, but also just in your own parenting? How do you cultivate this religious imagination? And and your kids, are, I think, are, are older than mine. So um, how do you then kind of bring them deeper into um, a tradition and a, and a way of proceeding that then kind of, you know, follows from this, this imagination? Um, I'm going to call on Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great question. Something that we did right at the beginning of the examined book was um, uh, consult the the editor to uh, audacious Ignatian uh, audacious Ignatius and Soren starts a school, um, uh, Marianne Wilson, and she gave us this book, the religious potential of the child. I don't know if you've run across it, but it no. really sort of set the tone for our thinking about the examined book. And I'll actually read part of it. The, the, the first chapter is called, the, called God and the Child. And it really, it just lays out the reality that children are already metaphysical beings. Like they already have their imagination. And like when we're interacting with them, we're really on holy ground. So the, here, let me, I'll read a sentence or two. Um, all, you know, the, the um, Sophia Cavaletti is saying, all that we have been able to observe over these years leads us to consider the child as a metaphysical being, very attuned to the sensorial perceivable world, and at the same time moves with ease in the world of the transcendent. The young child delights in and is deeply satisfied by contact with God. God and the child get along well together. Since religious experience is fundamentally an expression of love, it corresponds in a special way to the child's nature. We believe that the child, more than any other, has need of love, 
because the child himself is rich in love. And here's my favorite sentence. The child, the child's need to be loved depends not so much on a lack that requires filling, but on a richness that seeks something that is correspondent to it. And so I just have the, you know, wild goosebumps because like that's my experience of my sons. <laughs> like there's a richness like seeking something correspondent to it. So like any sort of cultivation of, you know, of their imagination names, how rich they are already um, and acknowledges that they have this wild potential that they just need a little space around, right? Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just so excited to see their their imaginations. Like in graduate school, I went to you know the Jesuit School at, uh, of Theology at, at Boston College uh, at, for graduate school, and I'm sure I heard lectures about like the Christian imagination, but like I'm and I think Ignatius too would be pumped about their religious imaginations, right? And all of our religious imaginations, all of our Christian imaginations, because yeah, you know, God arrives, you know, the creator directly deals directly with the creature arrives in our context. And the church is so abundant when we realize we each have an imagination, let's go, you know, and like create out of that imagination. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, well, I am having a hard time putting the beautiful words you just read like, over the scene at my kitchen table this morning. Where we were trying to get, like, <laughs> yogurt consumed and like not, you know, kill the cat. But, yeah. um, but like, no, I love that. <laughs> this morning at your kitchen table. <laughs> Say that yeah, again. Paul, you really, yeah, yeah. you were at another was level it, in your did kitchen. Did it get really metaphysical this morning? It, it was great this morning. It's not always great, but we, we actually read <laughs> Cyrus the Unsinkable Sea Serpent. And we like had this moment of, you know, of awe at the the generosity of Cyrus. So it was pretty good today. It's not always <laughs> good. I imagine like you and your kids kind of like levitating a little bit, kind of <laughs> like, you know, like you know, Jedi a... masters floating. Um, no, but I, I mean, I love this idea of the, of, of the richness is, is looking for richness in, in the world. And, and I think that just, you know, speaks that there is so much beauty and awe and, and wonder um, and, and the mystery within us is seeking the mystery without and, and um, you know, how, how you know, and, and just so much creative potential, which I think is what you were driving at at the end there, that, that, that out of that, uh, you know, imaginative power comes this creativity um, for 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 who knows what. Um, and and oh, I want to give Katie. I want to give you a chance to to kind of wrestle with that question too, if you'd like. Um, yeah, sure. Um, I just when when you ask that question, I just think of how all of us. Um, my oldest is ten, but I I think about how all of us in our family are just so drawn to stories. Like we love, we're like a read aloud family, you know, like we love to like read books together and my kids are kind of starting to get past picture books, but like we love to read like, you know, now we can read like Narnia and Harry Potter and uh, The Hobbit and, you know. The Silmarillion. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> um, and as we like read more books together and like get into these like epic stories together, it kind of gives you these like shared reference points and language and we just sort of like find ourselves saying things like oh that store looks like it would be in diagon alley you know it just kind of gives you this like shared family culture around these stories and when you're reading books that have these religious themes as you know many of them do 
um, you can kind of connect back to our Christian tradition and say, well, you know, that's kind of like forgiveness and that's kind of like how much God loves us. And um, it's a chance to sort of reinforce uh, what we know about our faith sort of in a different, fresh context. Yeah. I love I love the expression. I know this wasn't your your big point, but I love the expression of a shared family <laughs> culture um, around story. I love I love that, and that as you all go out into the world, you're you're able to see you know see things you know together that perhaps are invisible to the eyes of others. I love I love that. Um, and, and then to, to your, your your larger point, um, I wonder you know there's you're, you now you guys are at the helm of telling these stories for for kids, right? You're you're crafting the images, you're you're, you're crafting the words. Um, and that's, I imagine, and Paul, you alluded to this, there's a, there's a weightiness to that. Um, so how, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't want to, I don't want to speak incorrectly, but I don't think either you or of you were trained in, um, in children book, um, writing and design, right? Um, um, but, but now you're, you're, correct me if I'm wrong, neither of you were no, trained in, no, in writing children books, not, right? No. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I know you're an artist, but, um, so I wonder now about this kind of new part of your identity as, as. Uh, folks that are, are are crafting these stories and um, and then in stories that have this added um, uh, significance of of shaping and and inspiring this this religious imagination in young folks. So what what has it been like to step into that role, Katie? Um, you know, when you ask that, it just it makes me think of the process in the very beginning of like getting into this of illustrating audacious ignatius because that was really when i um, had my first assignment of illustrating a children's book and um i really just tried to start from love of that story and just my you know knowledge of the story of saint ignatius's conversion and kind of gave myself an assignment every day of like okay today is the day that I'm gonna paint Ignatius reading the lives of the saints and just like having that aha moment of like, oh my gosh, I can do that too. Like I wanna be the best at serving God, (laughs) Um, just like these saints did. And um, it was just so exciting to enter it, for me to enter into the story in that way, to like express this story that I loved artistically um, but I, I just always kind of tried to start from that joy and that love and hope that that, you know, kind of comes through in the art as well. Yeah. Awesome. The delight. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the word delight. Paul. Yeah. I, I wish, you know, when I think about the process, especially of creating audacious Ignatius, I wish there was a way to sort of comprehensively communicate like the community around the book that we were able to you know, converse with, get feedback from, you know, cheer us on when we were like, you know what, this is, let's just not do this. You know, like we, uh, you know, from our days as Jesuit educators, um, gosh, there was just such a community around that. When I think about the pieces of feedback that were given that were so fundamental in shaping, you know, just, you know, the, the bird's eye view of the book, you know, how it, was shaped generally, but also the specific things. It's so humbling <laughs> when I think about what it would have been like if we didn't have those conversation partners. So yeah, I wish there was a way to to communicate like the community around the book and all three of these books really. Um, yeah, that's what I think of when I think of the process. 
what um as you kind of think to you know future projects and um you know just 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 what as you're thinking about what comes next i'm curious as to kind of like in in each of you what's kind of bubbling up as far as like oh this is the this is the thing i want to make sure that my kids or kids in general or families are able to kind of wrestle with in their you know in their homes as far as faith goes or or the spiritual life is there something that is really gnawing at you or maybe there's you know, a podcast that you've listened to or, or some book you've read that you're like, oh, I'd like to kind of run that through the, the Ignatian spirituality lens. Or maybe, obviously, both of you are well-versed in other spiritual traditions. Anything like that kind of bubbling up within you? There is creative, there's a lot of creative energy for me in um, engaging with a topic that my kids are also interested in. So like I had the experience when I was uh, working on Audacious Ignatius that you know, it was the first book I had illustrated. And so the, when the boys would get home from school, they would come up to my art studio and say, okay, are you done yet? Like, I wanna see what happens next. And like, they just had this hunger to like, see like the next picture and like the next step in the story. Um, and that was really exciting to me. And, um, sort of the place where that's happening uh, right now in our family is that we are, um, my kids are starting to get into astronomy and we have Mm. a telescope, just like a little backyard telescope, but we're really getting into um, looking at the moon and the stars. And I mean, looking at the moon through a telescope, it is bonkers like you can see the craters on the moon like it's incredible like the first time it happened we were all just like losing our minds like it sounds silly but like (laughs) just the awe and wonder of like being able to look through a telescope um and uh i am starting that is starting to impact my creativity and so Mm. i am working on a project um that is related to astronomy at the moment cool top secret we won't say more but (laughs) kind of a long um, answer to (laughs) that question no that's awesome we've just recently moved uh, a little further outside of a city and uh and so now suddenly stars are in the sky and and my girls are like what is going on this is crazy so um so yeah i share your enthusiasm for like the night sky paul and ignatius too ignatius loved the stars yeah, well, there you go. All right, there's your next book. It's all, it's all done. <laughs> there we go. Done. Paul? Yeah, I, we go to, we live in Munich. We live in Germany. Actually, my wife is in the State Department. So we, um, we live here now. And our, our parish community actually is a small English-speaking, you know, Catholic community that meets in the Jesuit residence um, in, in cool. Munich. Um, and it is, it's just really DIY, uh, you know, community. And it, like the person who does the music, like wrote a bunch of songs that it's all, you know, printed out and we have these little handouts and, uh, you know, for the, the children's liturgy, people, you know, raise their hands and go, go do some. And last, um, last Sunday, the, the, the celebrant, the Jesuit priest, um, he's a great, he's a great celebrant. Um, he was talking about like the dialogue of the mass and all these dynamic parts. And I found, I mean, this is literally one week old, um, but I found like a, a, a hunger to be able to 
articulate that to my children because you know in the mass they're like what when when is it where are we what's going on you know and there i would you know where my brain is now is to to embrace the challenge of you know distilling that down like audacious ignatius like the examined book uh distilling down the liturgy um to a point where yeah, um, I could articulate it to my almost six-year-old and my almost four-year-old. So, I don't know, literally, that's a that's a week old. It's kind of scary to uh, to say. Maybe that book's already been written, but uh, I'll look for it. And if not, uh, I'll I'll call Katie up on the phone. I know you're all right, folks. You heard it here first: the uh, stars <laughs> and the mass. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I know. I, I mean, maybe this is helpful to your uh, your discernment, but I know that when we go to church, if um, the girls get really excited about just like all the images on the walls, and that's where the yeah. questions come from. Like, what are the, what are these stories? Who's that? Why is that person there? So, um, so you know that that's that's free. If you want that to uh, use in your book, you can use that. <laughs> you can send me an invoice. Oh, I love right. the illustrations in your church. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Katie, Paul, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. Before you go, where can folks get your books? Let's let, name all three and tell us where we can get them. Yeah, Paul. so Audacious Ignatius and Soren starts a school. You could just Google it. Google knows where it is, but it's on there on cordaypress.com. Um, and the examined books on. Uh, Amazon. Uh, the first two aren't, uh, but yeah. And, and I write every week, um, at paulmitchell.blog. Um, Paul Mitchell, there's a lot of noise on the internet about that guy who makes shampoo, but, um, uh, paulmitchell.blog, you'll, you'll find me. Perfect. Katie, anything you want to plug? Um, I post updates about my work on my website at katiebroussard.com. Awesome. And we will uh, drop all these links in the show notes. Guys, always a pleasure. I hope you'll come back. Thanks so much, Eric. Thank you, Eric. So fun to talk with you. AMDG is a production of the Jesuit Conference of Canada and the United States and recorded at our headquarters in Washington, D.C., and occasionally in my basement. This episode was edited by me, Eric Clayton. Our theme music is by Kevin Lasky. The Jesuit Conference communications team is Mike Jordan Lasky, Marcus Bleach, Megan Leapsch, Beggy Sindelar, and me, Eric Clayton. Connect with the Jesuits at Jesuits.org and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Get weekly email reflections by visiting Jesuits.org weekly. If you or someone you know would like to learn more about becoming a Jesuit or Jesuit life in general, connect with your local vocations promoter at BeAJesuit.org. Drop us an email with questions or comments at media at Jesuits.org. And subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And as St. Ignatius may or may not have said, go and set the world on fire.